and welcome to a new episode of the Eating with Clarity podcast. Episode 35, I think it is. I have a listener's reading for you from Maria. She asked a question I'd not heard before. How should I lead my spiritual life to know the truth? Here's the background to that as she sent it to me. I've been serving as a volunteer in a spiritual community for more than 20 years. But for the last three years, I have not felt the teachings resonating in my heart. I'm not saying they're incorrect teachings, but they no longer resonate. I am 65 years old and no longer have contact with family, no money, as I've always been a volunteer, and I feel paralyzed. I asked the I Ching this question, how should I lead my spiritual life to know the truth? And I received the hexagrams 23 and 42. That sounds really hard. She must have given everything up to serve this community, and now it no longer feels right. What's left? What's she supposed to do? You can see why she asked the oracle. Yi answered with hexagram 23, stripping away, changing at lines 1 and 5 to 42, increasing. Maria found that combination of hexagrams quite confusing. She says as much early in our conversation. It's not just that one hexagram is quote-unquote positive and the other one's negative. There's no such thing as a negative hexagram. Just hexagrams that most of us find it a lot less fun to live through most of the time. It's more that the two hexagrams seem to be like arrows pointing in opposite directions, if you see what I mean. One towards less, one towards more. How's she supposed to lead her spiritual life in both those directions at once? I think the answer to that becomes clear during the reading. I hope so, obviously. But I'll pause the playback of our call at some point in the middle to talk about primary and relating hexagrams in general and how we can read them together. Um, so, thank you for sharing your reading. Thank you, Hilary, for helping me. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. Could you explain a little bit of the background to the question? Well, uh, since uh, for 20 years I've been living in a spiritual community, okay? Mm -hmm. And, um, I, but for a, a couple of years or three or four years, some, a few things uh, are not resonating in my heart as it used to be. <laughs> mm. And it's not that anything is wrong. But, you know, 20 years are a long time and yeah. sometimes yeah. Uh, persons come and go and teachings come and go. Everything okay, but inside me I feel like um, I'm not so comfortable as I used to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, mm. I decided to ask a question no? because I need, uh, I feel like um, because 20 years it's a long time, so... All my, mm. all the people I know, all the people uh, I feel are in the community also anyway. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel a little bit stuck, I can mm. say. 
and uh, yeah. I would like a, a direction. I, I, the question I asked, I think it was something like, uh, uh, as if I needed uh, what I need to do about my spiritual life because that's important for me, mm. so that I can go in the right direction. Why am I feeling like this? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, the question you emailed to me was, how should yes. I lead my spiritual life to know the truth? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. something like that. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I so thought, uh, it's okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're kind of reaching out for a combination of advice and what's going on, I think. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah, and, and that's uh, what it said. Mm-hmm. You got hexagram 23 changing to 42. Is that right? Yes. 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 Good. Stri- <laughs> yes. Stripping away. I, yes. Mm. Sorry, carry on. No, because I was a little bit uh, mixed up with the first hexagram. There it's quite, uh, it looks like a completely, I felt like a distract, dis- distraction. I don't know. I'm not an English spoken person mm. because so sometimes I don't know how to say it in English. Uh, it was like something was falling apart. Everything was falling mm. apart. Yes. And then yeah. on the other side, it was quite extraordinary. Mm. So I, yes. I felt a yes. little bit mixed up with that. Yes, it's a, a big contrast between the two. You in, kind of in the foreground, you have 23, which is stripping away and like you say, loss and destruction. And then in the background, there's 42, which is increase and blessing. And it's as if it's saying there is increase and blessing to be found in the loss. And I think you can recognize the 23 because, you know, these, these teachings used to feel right. It used to be something you could identify with. And that's been taken away. It must have felt like part of you. And now it's, now it's not. And I think 42 is, um, the increase is to, is something to find inside the experience. It's something that's happening under the surface. So I'd like to talk a bit more about 23 and what kind of loss it is. And then a bit about 42 and what kind of gain it is. And then there are the two moving lines that connect the two and, kind of explain how you can have both at once, I think. So here goes hexagram 23, stripping away. It especially means peeling away the surface of things. Like it can mean taking the skin off things. It's so it's not just a minor, a superficial loss it can mean having something torn away from you that you were very attached to. I mean, like literally taking the skin off something or taking away your sense of who you are. To understand what's being stripped away, I think it helps to look at the hexagram before, hexagram 22, which is called beauty and is very much about images and identities of things and how we make images of things so we can see them and understand them. 
including ourselves, how we make an idea of ourselves so we can do that. And mm -hmm. um, when you get hexagram 23, it means it's absolutely not time for 22 anymore. The sequence says involved in brightening the appearance, and this means success will be truly exhausted. And so stripping away follows. So it's like maybe you were putting energy into maintaining the appearance or maintaining the surface, um, but that's exhausted. It's kind of come to the end of its natural life and you can't keep pumping energy into that anymore. Yeah, there's just this big sense that something's finished when you get 23. Mm -hmm. mm. And it's just the time for it to be finished. Um, also, um, the trigram picture tells the same story in another way. Do you know what I mean by trigrams? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super. So in hexagram 22, you had a picture of the fire trigram inside and the mountain trigram outside. And the light was shining up onto the mountain and creating a sense that it was alive and changing and dynamic. So the, the form of things, everything stable and solid on the outside was, yeah, it was alive and moving. And you get to hexagram 23 and you've still got that mountain on the outside, but the fire has gone out on the inside. The inner trigram now is just earth. It's, you know, it's just there. It's, um, it's just sitting. And there's a sense that the mountain, you know, it's no longer being created and changed. Uh, the form of things there, the stability in life is no longer being kept alive by this uh, flow of change and energy. And all it can really do is erode away. And it's, it's like the seasons are turning and things grow and then they decay. I've been working in my garden and I'm trying to build up as much green stuff as I can because I want to compost it down so I can grow some tomatoes next year. Uh, but for that to happen, first of all, all that green stuff I collect, it has to decay fully. It has to break down and lose its form. It has, it has to rot down. It has to, you know, it has to break down and be gone. And only after it's gone through that, you know, it's stopped being leaves and plants. Only then can it support the new growth next year. Um, does that make sense as a yes, description yes. of what's happening? Yes, completely. Mm. So mm. maybe I must I I can use that compost image. Mm. Yeah, uh, mm. and uh, see what can be what what can what that image can give birth to. to. I mean, mm. uh, yes, yeah. It's not just throw it away. Now it's going to change and mm. be useful. So yes, one, one, one day, yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, for now, you're, you know, you're in the middle of uh, 23 of the stripping away, and the oracle says it's fruitless to have somewhere to go. It's like, this is just what's happening. Mm -hmm. You just have to let it happen. You have to accept it and be still. And 
Yes, sometimes with 23, it's important to let the endings really end, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, But you know that it is part of this cycle and it's going to grow things in future. Yeah. The trigram picture of the mountains on the earth, the authors of the image made something lovely of that. Mountain rests on the earth, stripping away. The heights are generous and there are tranquil homes below. I must say, when I have this hexagram, I don't often feel very tranquil at all. Um, this is, but this is kind of an ideal to aim for, I think. And its picture is of how the mountain erodes and, you know, the rich mineral rich soil is swept down into the valley and people can grow good crops and live there peacefully. So even if it feels like having something torn away from you that's part of you, perhaps you can imagine it like this natural process of, you know, the mountains aren't trying to hold on to the minerals, they're just giving them, they're just letting the erosion happen. And it's, yeah, it's like I was saying with my compost heap, it's going to support new growth after it's all broken down. It's not a fun hexagram, but it's not pointless, if you see what I mean. Yes. This seems like a good moment to pause and talk about the relationship between the two hexagrams of a reading. Like Maria said, it can be confusing trying to read them together. Sometimes your two hexagrams seem to belong together, to tend in the same direction, and sometimes, as in this reading, they really don't. Then, if you try to read them as having the same role, you get stuck. And so, I suppose a natural next step is to read them along a timeline. The cast hexagram is the present, and the resulting hexagram is the future. And this is the conventional idea that you'll often find in your I Ching book. If you've heard me talk about this before, please bear with me. I'm going to flog a dead hobby horse for a moment because I get very frustrated when I see the tangle this creates for people who are sincerely trying to do their best to understand their readings. If the second hexagram has to be the future, then following the advice of the moving lines must get you there. Except, of course, sometimes the second hexagram isn't one you'd want to get to. And then, People will offer in all seriousness the idea that in that case, the second hexagram is the future if you don't follow the advice in the lines. And even that isn't going to help much if you have lines that seem to give you opposite advice. And besides, what if you weren't particularly asking about how things would unfold in future in the first place, as Maria wasn't? So you start with what seems like a simple idea, put your hexagrams on a timeline, present to future, and you end up with lots of kinds of nonsense. And also with lots of frustrated people giving up on their readings altogether. I do not want this to happen. It makes me really quite annoyed. But if I leave that dead horse to its own devices for a bit we're still left with the question of what you can do with the second hexagram. As you'll know if you've listened to a few of these podcasts, I follow Stephen Karcher and call it a relating hexagram. 
and I see it as a combination of background and personal perspective on the situation, and perhaps a personal theme. It can also be a personal aspiration or direction. And the funny thing is that that can sometimes locate it in a possible future, and that actually happens in this reading. I think I end up talking about the richness eroded from the mountains of 23, supporting the increase of 42. So much depends on how the two individual hexagrams relate, and that's going to be different every time. So to relate to your relating hexagram, you need interpretive freedom and the capacity to recognise the reading's imagery in your situation, and also some basic rules about how the parts of a reading go together. All this is subtler and more complex than will fit into one podcast episode. But it does fit nicely into the modules of the Yijing Foundations class. We start with the building blocks and that vital core skill of recognition, and go on to look at the framework of two hexagrams that supports a reading, and from there to moving lines and so on. I'm plugging this now because I'll be teaching the Foundations class starting next month. That's starting in October 2023. I'll be taking a small group of up to 12 people through the Yijing Foundations course in a live online weekly class. Basically, this could be for you if you're casting readings for yourself, but you don't feel quite confident about interpreting them. If things like integrating these parts of a reading or just finding your situation in the reading's imagery sometimes leave you stumped. As I record this, enrolment isn't open yet. I'll get everything set up for you by next month. And then the first thing I'll do is to email the people who've signed up for the notification list. And I wouldn't be surprised if 12 people from that list sign up and the class is filled quite fast. So if the Foundations class is something you might be interested in, do visit onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash class and add yourself to the notification list there so you'll know when enrolment is open. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot C-O dot U-K forward slash C-L-A-S. Yes. Okay, on with the reading. Um, and yeah, underlying it, you have 42 increase. You know, just a hint of those tomatoes next year. The name of this one means enrichment and abundance, and it's especially used actually for growing really good crops. It's even said that this hexagram is what inspired someone in ancient times to invent the plough so that he could farm. This one pairs with the hexagram before, and the hexagram before is 41 decrease. And that one is about having less and emptying out and making an offering. And then increase is about filling up. And the Chinese word for increase shows a vessel that is so full it's overflowing. 
if you know the uh, the 23rd Psalm, yes, you know, the Lord's my shepherd, it has a line that says he anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. Um, and it's, it's just like this. Mm-hmm. There's abundance. You have even more than you need, more and more and more. And the right response to that is um, to go out, is to move and change and go out and explore. The oracle for this says, increasing, it's fruitful to have somewhere to go and fruitful to cross the great river. So that's exactly what 23 didn't say. It said it was fruitless to have somewhere to go. It depends what angle you're looking at it from. As things are being stripped away, there's no point trying to find ways to put them back together. You know, I, I can't go into the compost heap and try to put the plants back together and make them grow again. They're not, you know, that's not the direction they're going. But here things are somewhere down inside, things are thriving and growing. Yeah, I mean, you said that the teachings aren't resonating with you anymore, but that that space where they're not resonating isn't empty. It's uh, it's filling up. And a good response to that is to go out and explore new possibilities. And when we get to the moving lines, it, um, it shows you kind of manageable ways for how to start doing that, even in the midst of stripping away. Um, yeah. The only other thing to say about 42 is that it um, it's not about setting things up permanently, and it's not about sticking to things. The trigram picture here is wind and thunder. There's thunder inside, and that's you know, deep down there's something stirring, something waking up, and that moves the wind on the outside. It translates out into growth and change. And the image says, wind and thunder increasing. A noble one sees improvement, so she changes. And where there's excess, she corrects it. So, yeah, I mean, what this doesn't say is, I said I'd volunteer here and I made this commitment, so I have to stick to it. Uh, no matter how I feel now. That's e- exactly what it doesn't say. It means um, saying, oh, that could be different. That could be, you know, that could be a bit more, that could be a bit less. And always believing that there can be change for the better. And that's actually something it has in common with stripping away. Because stripping away says that mountain can't just stand there forever. You, you can't stay here. You can't have this idea and just have it stay true forever and ever for you. Whatever is solid and rocky has to erode away. And then increase says, yeah, everything can be remade and made better. Yeah. I, I, do you have the sense of, uh, of the increase happening yet? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm. Some- Simultaneously, mm. um, as you were talking, something came. To, the important, I mean, I think, as as you were talking, something came. It, mm-hmm. It's to know thy know thyself. No? Mm. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, when you talk 
you only say that the 22 was before the 23 mm-hmm. and the 41 was before the 42. Uh, we mm-hmm. can, it came to me that uh, maybe I was not um, showing my real self, something like that. Maybe it's nothing wrong. It's just that I want to stick with the, what I what I knowing about myself and deepening mm. that. I don't know mm. something something like that. And yeah, I mean, maybe you're I, changing. Yes, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not that change can be it can be. I mean, it's not uh, it's not important what happens outside. <laughs> I mean. Mm-hmm. What I'm, what where I am now, it's okay, because mm-hmm. what has to, what is changing, and what has to change, it's the the inside, the, the know thyself, know that, mm. and how it matches with what where I'm living, what how it matches with because one thing that came to me when about the forty three, the forty two, it it says that. You are blessed. Can you recognize mm. that you are blessed? Mm. And that blessing sometimes is not, uh, we can't, it's not easily recognized. I mean, mm, yes, <laughs> especially when you're getting 23. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you're saying about know thyself, I think that's, that's implied in the first changing line. 23 line one, stripping away the bed by way of its supports. To disregard constancy means pitfall. And this is the first line. It's absolutely where you're starting. There's something you've been resting on and that's been supporting you for 20 years and it's being stripped away. It's being demolished starting at the base. And you can imagine this bed and the base is being eroded away and, uh, you know, it's getting a bit sideways. It's getting wobbly. It doesn't feel secure under you anymore. And I think at times like this, it can be easy to say, I was wrong about everything. I don't know anything. Everything I thought, everything I thought is wrong. I always get things wrong, but that doesn't follow, um, to disregard or just reject your constancy, which is, that's what you know inwardly. It's what you know to be true and are loyal to yeah. within yourself. And to reject that is disastrous. Um, if this line changed by itself, it would point you to hexagram 27, which is called nourishment. And it's about seeking good, solid, real nourishment on for every level of your being, including spiritual nourishment and a sense of being safe and balanced and stable. And I think I think this can be a good guide, this kind of spiritual hunger, provided you don't discard what you know inwardly. Provided you don't go running around, you know, trying to prop that bed up when it's, you know, it falls over, it falls over, but you still know what you know. Yes. Mm. Um, and then 
you have line five, which is quite, quite different. I mean, the lines all the way up the hexagram until here have talked about stripping away the bed and the first line, which you have, talks about the legs and then there's the frame and so on. Mm-hmm. But this talks about putting things together instead. Stringing mm. fish. It's about taking, I don't know if you've seen this, taking a, a dried fish and storing them together on a string. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, String of fish through the favour of the palace people, nothing that does not bear fruit. So it's no longer how can thing how are things peeling apart, it's how are things being strung together. I mean, in a really small, simple way. But the shift is is a big one from everything's coming apart, everything's being taken away, to things are being put together and and there are gifts and nothing fails to bear fruit, which is a lovely omen and quite often means nothing fails to bear fruit. Yeah, even this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Even though this looks That's like true. a mm, even though this looks like a giant mess, even this is actually going to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that string of fish. I mean, fish always mean good fortune in Chinese imagery, but to put them on a string, they have to be dried fish. So it's like you're, it's what you have stored up from the past, perhaps things you've learned and gathered the you know the experiences over the years. And of course, it's it's small. I mean, if you're making a string of fish, then you're not, you know, trying to build a massive temple or something. You're just connecting one thing at a time. It's the very beginning. Everything is coming apart, and now I'm putting things together just just a little bit on this string of connection and following the thread. It links you to hexagram 20, which is seeing, and it has to do with stepping back from doing anything and seeing a whole picture and letting it just letting everything come into view. And here, I think it's seeing how things connect, maybe being able to look back over your time here and see how the story comes together and what you've received. And it's also about people and the affection that connects people. I think if this were my reading, I would be thinking less about um inner spiritual development and more about relationships with one person at a time. The favour of the palace people. Favour is about affection, about seeing someone and say, oh, I, I like her, I want to help her or him. So it's like affection and support flowing through the, the chain of relationships between people. You know, that there's a spiritual ideal that says you're meant to be moved to help everybody and buy love for everybody, but this is different. It's when you see one person and feel you want to help them, or they, or one person sees you and wants to help you, I think. So, yeah, it could be a, a shift of, um, of perspective or priority from how do I grow spiritually and where is the truth to where and how am I connected? Maybe with just, just one person. Mm. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, 
And the, the two hexagrams together seem to be taking away the permanence and stability you had from feeling right. This is the spiritual community I belong to. And these are the things I believe in. And this is what I know and so forth. So it takes away the solidity, but brings a sense of movement and growth. And you can see what it brings in the fifth line, the, the little connections and the individual relationships, I guess. And that feeling that there's more than enough for everybody. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. What stands out for you in this? How does okay. it land? No, it's okay. It makes sense. And mm -hmm. um, more, if, of course, the words you are saying, they are very important. But I think the, mo the most important is what's, what they may, what comes in, from inside me. Yes. Yeah. About your words. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, definitely. That is definitely yes. the most important thing. Mm. Yes, yes. So it makes sense, everything you said. It, it is as if I already knew it, but Good. I need you mm. to tell or to make it come mm. so that I can, yes, that's one point and that, that's another point and that's another point and it makes sense. And, and at the end, <laughs> nothing is wrong, everything is okay. <laughs> Yeah, mm. so, I think so. It's, it's just that living through hexagram twenty-three is not fun. <laughs> yes, mm. and so yes, and sometimes it makes you. What I felt was it was a, oh my god, because some try there's a someone there's something that says like that. Don't throw the baby out with the the water the bath mm -hmm. water. I mean, yes, sometimes yeah. We want to throw everything away. Yes. Insane. Yeah. But that's not a point either because mm. a few things, and I don't know what to explain. So, and that uh, individual relations, that, that uh, close relationship, the relation with mm -hmm. uh, person to person instead mm. of something very abstract. I want to help the world. I want to help everyone. That sounds mm. like a little abstract. Yeah. Uh, um, or, uh, you know, or, you know, I, I, I serve these teachings and I know these teachings to be true. Yeah. I mean, maybe yes. you have, you, maybe you have no idea what's true, but, um, there's something you can do for someone. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, it reminds me of someone I met in my, my first volunteer job at a, it was just a, a little day center for elderly people. And there was, um, a volunteer there who she'd been volunteering for decades. And, um, and she said she was an atheist. She had, so she had no spiritual life at all. Thank you. Um, and she didn't want one, but she was always thinking about how she could help the people we were looking after. You know, she went around during the week looking out for things she could buy for them. And when we were there, sometimes the other volunteers would gather together in a little huddle to chat. And she would say, no, that's not what you came for. Go, you know, go and see mm -hmm. how you can help those people that you came mm -hmm. here for. Yes. Yeah, I, I learned a lot from her. 
Yes. And you know, she she had no no big ideas about anything. She just thought, you know, look, there's someone who needs some tea. Um, yes. You need to help yeah. that person get her coat off. <laughs> yes. yes, that's 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 really some, mm. yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's mm. quite um, real. Mm. It, it's, yeah, it's quite real because yeah. sometimes we have big I- ideals or mm. big, a lot of, and we forget the, that charity with mm. our neighbor, with our friend with our close companion mm, and yeah. sometimes we miss the charity mm. because we are worried <laughs> i don't know with the big ideas <laughs> oh yes I I, i've definitely so seen can, that happen yes. and sometimes i think maybe if if the big ideas are kind of falling apart and not making sense um yeah then perhaps the charity is what's left yes um, and I think um, I think that's that's the movement of of this. Um, yes, you know, away from I know where I am and I know what I rest on and I know what is, um, I know what I believe and you know mm-hmm. I've got I've got it all settled. All all, all that can mm-hmm. go and mm-hmm. um, and towards increase and yeah the the blessing and just these these little little connections and little sharings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Well, Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for sharing the reading. Uh, thank you for your help. It was was very good. <laughs> thank <Super>. you. <laughs> so that was our reading for this month. I hope you enjoyed it and found it helpful. I especially appreciate the way Maria at the end says she's feeling nothing is wrong. It's maybe hard for an outsider to see how that can work, but clearly she and Yi are talking to one another on a deep level, and something's happening there that goes way beyond my role as an interpreter. It's an oracle. This is what it does. That's all for now, apart from two reminders. If you might be interested in joining the Yijing Foundations class next month, you can read all the details and join the notification list at onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash class. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot C-O dot U-K forward slash C-L-A-S-S. And if you'd like to share a reading of your own on this podcast, there are spaces on my calendar open now for you to book a free reading. Just go to onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash share. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot C-O dot U-K forward slash S-H-A-R-E. Go there and choose your day and time. And thank you for listening. (laughs) 